start. Think about Eurovision. Do you really want France to win? I don't know. I haven't seen France's performance yet. It's uh, the same one? No. Every time? No, they do a different song every year. Well, not every year. Sorry. Yeah, every year. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Same song. They just try to get a little bit better. <laughs> no, it's... Maybe um, one year they'll find an artist who does it justice. <laughs> so yeah. God, this guy. It's the same guy. Same song. It's just... Why do we keep doing this? No, is it for the finals and semifinals and... Semi semifinals. For the finals and semifinals, it is the same song, okay. uh, but France doesn't participate in the semifinals because they're one of the countries that gets in the finals every year, mm. which is unfair. Yeah, it is a little unfair. It's really unfair. Why those? It's like the UN, the Big Five in the UN, or something. That's we should root Except out Eurovision. Uh, what's the word? Oh man. Mm, petition. Mm. What's the word I mean, though? The fact that there is prejudice? Nepotism? nepotism, prejudice. There's something in there. There's nepotism. Yeah, from the the, the Europe of yore. How do you say nepotism in French? I don't know. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's the same, just with a voice. Yeah, nepotism. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Uh, let's get started. My name is David. Welcome my- to Dress for the Podcast. You want? This is my guest. Simone de Rochefort. Hi. Hi, Simone de Rochefort. I started to say my name is Simone right after you said my name is David. That's so. okay. It's almost like you've done podcasts before. Mm. It's almost like you're almost like you are objectively the most podcasted guest I have had so far. Like oh. everyone else is like, so do I talk into, do I talk in, what do I talk into? And I'm like, no, no, the, this one. <laughs> my hand, my shirt. I pull my shirt up over my face and just mm-hmm, talk into, my, mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. the fabric. Yeah, they just think they have a lapel on when they don't have a lapel on. <laughs> um, hi, Simone. Hi. No Megan today. Boo. Megan's at work. She'll be back. Calm down. Calm down. Boo! She'll be back. We're recording tomorrow. She'll be on tomorrow, so cool. the week after this. Um, but Simone's here. Simone de Rochefort. Oui. From... Uh, from South Africa, obviously. <laughs> what? <laughs> With a name like De Rochefort? Yeah. Come on. Hey. No, are you you weren't born in France. No, no, I wasn't born in France. Were your parents born in France? No. Were your the grandparents closest? born in France? Yeah, hey, you nailed go. it. Nice. But only one grandfather. Where are the other, where are the rest from? Good question. A grandmother from here on the East Coast. Oh. And then the other two, uh, one from Seattle and one from Minnesota. Cool. So, you know, all over. Do they have fun names? Like, do they have fun, like, specific names like De Rochefort? Like, no, are your they other got families names like. Like Joan. Oh. Joan as a last name? No. Joan Singular? Well, now I can't say the last name because then people will dox me. Oh, let's not do that. I set we can myself delete up for all failure. of this if you want. No, we're keeping it in. Okay. Um, Try to find a Joan that was born in the 1940s. Don't. Don't task them. <laughs> they will. No one who listens to podcasts has anything but time. That's true. In spite and it's, gumption. It's one of those names that just like it hasn't come around again. I don't think it's come around since, since I mean, think of every Joan you know. As a first name? Yeah. Oh. She's like 80. None. Yeah. Yeah. Joan Rivers. That's the only one. <gasps> Joan Rivers. That's the only yep, one I can again. think of. Yeah. Joan Someday Jones will come Avark. around. Of Ark. Of Ark, Yeah. <laughs> 1280s you know <laughs> of our comma joan i'm here all right um so you are all right what's your official title you're a video producer guess what i'm a senior video producer now i got a promotion Whoa! update the wikis ah! um you're a senior video producer yeah at polygon.com i am and what else you host another podcast yes i host the polygon show which is polygon's podcast 
I am also a co-host on a tech podcast called Rocket that's on the Relay FM network where I've been for 227 episodes, Whoa. which is nuts. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a tech podcast? Yeah. You talk about technology. technology. Basically what it means is that every week Facebook or Apple will do some shit <laughs> and we have to talk about it. And I'm so goddamn sick of Facebook doing some shit. They don't, need to calm down. I need don't something talk about it. Don't new. give me the attention. I'm trying. We've literally like skipped Facebook for weeks at a time. And it's like thousands of people have their data breached. And Mark Zuckerberg is running for president. And now you can date on Facebook. Can you? Actually, yeah. They're launching Facebook dating. It's not available in the US yet. Sounds terrible. Yeah, I know. Sounds, sounds like the last place I'd want to meet someone to date. I know. People I know? Fuck off. No, I don't want that. Have you heard about the, the secret crush? thing no oh god one of the features they are talking about doing is called secret crush Ew. and it means if you have facebook dating you can like mark someone that you know as your secret crush okay and they i believe will be notified that someone um, has a crush on them yes but, but you can't like do it unless you're on facebook dating but you can you can have crushes on people who aren't on facebook dating yet it is my personal hellscape to know that someone has a secret crush on you Yes, yes, absolutely. And also like the fact that presumably an adult who is on Facebook <laughs> dating would be like, uh, I like you, but I can't tell There you. are only so many options to that and none of them are good, right? It's, it's all bad. So it's a friend of yours who's doing it as a joke. It's yeah. someone who like is doing it for a joke who doesn't know you, like a 13 year old. <sighs> or it's like, or it's someone who thinks that's an appropriate way to like show affection. Yeah, this is going to be romantic. <laughs> She's going to love I this. will use the social network to get her attention. <laughs> that's exactly no. where I want it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Uh, if you wanted to date people on Facebook, you'd already be dating them. Yes, because you fucking know them. <laughs> you can talk to them. You can communicate with them face to face. So this is what you talk about in your other podcast? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was a preview of Rocket. Okay. Uh, <laughs> except that my co-hosts are both way like more I guess I'm not going to say smarter, but oh, they're especially not more smarter. That wouldn't be a good Not thing more to say. smarter. No. no, they ain't. They're so much more smarter. <laughs> they have a lot more hard tech knowledge than mm -hmm. me like about I don't coding and infrastructures and things. So I provide levity. You're the soul. <laughs> You're the heart and soul. I'm of that the podcast. laugh, the interruption, the levity, <laughs> and the soul. Good. I'm like the what's it? The Infinity Stones You're of like Rocket. Captain I'm all five. Planet. I'm the Gauntlet. <laughs> there's six. There's six of them. There's six stones. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Okay. You I just can't didn't count. count. No, I can't count. No, I should have known because it's like five and then the one in the middle, yeah, right? Yeah, everyone's like, why is that one so special and important in the middle? It's like, because you only got five fingers. Because someone fucking died for it. That's why. That's, oh, spoiler alert. Someone uh -oh. dies Guess in what? a movie? Y'all. Someone dies. I don't, I don't Just one anymore. person, though. Well, well, how are the ducks in that movie? Man, they're in great. In Endgame. They're great. Did you they're know that? They're out there in the lake. What? The ducks? Howard, Howard the duck. I didn't ask you how are the ducks. I understand <laughs> that that's maybe what you thought I said. <laughs> Definitely did. But Howard the Howard duck. Howard the duck. I didn't see Howard he's the duck. very little. Oh, why? He's, a, I don't know. Where is he? He's in the scene when they all, spoiler, when they all, spoiler, when, uh, when, when they all 
come through the and they're all oh, and oh, they're all okay, there. Yes. He's there. Wait, that would I should have guessed that that would be the scene that he was in. That makes sense. Anyone who's seen it knows what I just meant. And yeah. anyone who uh would care about spoilers and hasn't seen it by now is really fucking up. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> something wrong. Movies, I'll give people more of a pass about on movies. Game of Thrones. Definitely. You can watch it in your home literally at any time. Mm-hmm. You can watch it on your phone. You don't have to go to a movie's theater. Who are you, Dr. Seuss? You can watch it in your home. You can watch it in a phone. You can watch it on your couch. You can watch it while you slouch. You can watch it on the John. You can watch it all day long. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am, Dr. Seuss. I didn't want you to find out this way. Oh, God. But I am. Um, Why'd you make all those racist cartoons in the 1940s? Well, you know what? (laughs) Because in the 1940s, uh, someone kidnapped my parents and forced me to do it. I'm sorry. And I am Dr. Seuss, and that is true. And you're very sorry. And I'm very sorry. And I tried to hide messages in the cartoons mm. that said they have my parents dangling over a bat. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> but I guess those didn't get decoded, huh? Oh, no, all this time, all this time. Also, anyway. where are your flying cars? Jesus, fuck. fuck. Um Simone. Yes. I have to ask you a question. Yes. Do you consider yourself a successful person? I knew this was coming. What a and sound. It's so scary. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> that was something in the apartment. It was a mouse. I was one of these skulls. I I I think I I am succeeding. Okay. I think. Listeners can't see me, but I have suddenly like my hands have turned into claws She's and they're twining her hands. together. Yeah. She's she's adopted a little bit. The shoulders are meeting the ears just a little bit. Oh, now it's maniacal. I'm 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 like aging before your eyes. I'm like <laughs> wrinkles are blossoming over my face and I'm turning it's a, to dust. It's it's an interesting question and especially interesting for question. you who again ob- objectively are from an outside perspective mm-hmm. from a very like classical uh definition of success or definitely the most successful person we've had on this podcast, right? Thank By you. the metrics of of uh of presence of like digital presence and of mm-hmm. of sort of like you're doing what you want to be doing and mm-hmm. like from every outside metric you're very successful so to to hear you sort of like waver on that is very interesting it is interesting and i i think like i absolutely agree with everything you're saying that, that you're like, very successful yes i'm very successful Good. like by by sheer metrics sure absolutely i am successful and i i think on on some level inside like i know that i am successful and also that, that i'm very lucky and that i am doing what i want to be doing and getting appreciation for that which is a definition of success that i i, I think we can all kind of agree like oh yeah that's a good situation yeah. you're in there's still something very i think difficult about saying like yeah I'm very successful. <laughs> like I turn into a little cartoon boy. Yeah. If you ask me. And that, that's something that I'm trying to become. address in myself constantly, oh. uh, become constantly as a little cartoon boy. <laughs> um, and again, by all measures, I am very successful at it because people can't see me because I'm a podcaster and I just do this with my voice. And people are like, my God. Was that a cartoon boy? It. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> again, very successful. Okay. No, back to the serious part. Yes. Um, I totally lost my train of thought because of the little cartoon boy that like sorry. came in here and just like pushed me out of my chair and <laughs> yelled in my mic. Um, well, let's, I mean, let's, let's attack it from a different angle, yes. right? Let's go to, you are from 
Vermont. No, Washington, Washington State. State, but you went to Vermont and we were talking about that and I got it confused, yeah. but I know my dear friend Simone, whom I met while I was drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, you're from Washington and you were out there mm-hmm. and you, how did you get to where you're doing like the the sort of like back of the cereal box version of how you got from there to here? Back of the cereal box version of how I became senior video producer at Polygon.com. Yeah is I went to college and I had no idea what I was going to do. Great. I found out I could take a class about video games and I was like, shit, I like those and I don't like math. So I'm going to like learn about the culture, <laughs> the cultural aspect of video games. Great. And I continued through college in this vein of like taking classes that I wanted to take in a, an incredibly privileged way. But while I was there, um, they opened a center on campus, uh, which was at first called the Center for Serious Play and then became the Digital Future Lab. I know, right? Oh, I like the Center for Serious Play. That's your next theater company. You can take it. It's defunct now. Oh, great. Um, But while I was there, I started interning there. um, And the first was an internship uh, that involved like doing – administrative tasks around making games and then it became more of like a cultural analysis center where there were teams of students who were making games but i was running a website that ran or that uh published articles about tv and movies and games and pop culture things like that just analytical and critical essays which is really fun um and what happened is kind i i really enjoyed that work but again not thinking oh this is my path Still thinking I'm going to get into game development. Um, there is math in game development, that's though. That's the problem. Is the thing. <laughs> this is what I thought was interesting, was you're like, I like video games and not math. And I was like, aren't video games math? There are writing jobs in video games, <laughs> there though. Are. And that's what I, I liked doing, was writing. Um, and But what I ended up on was kind of like on this path of like I was running this website And then I began working for another website after I graduated. And while I was there, I kind of, I picked up a video camera and started making YouTube content for that website. Cool. Um, Again, not thinking like, oh, this is going to go somewhere. And I found out uh, I really, really liked editing video. I loved being like producing and being behind the camera. Is there stuff up? from that far. absolutely not and we're not gonna look oh, at it because it was my i'm self-taught it was a learning experience okay good um but that i i worked there at this like tiny website forever oh that's my personal youtube channel you have there you oh, got it i was like that doesn't look like you but it is you that's my college graduation photo nice. i should probably change it um so i worked there and that kind of transferred into getting a job at polygon which sounds really weird because that's a huge jump talk about polygon for people who don't know what polygon is polygon is the number three video game and entertainment website is it uh, really yeah oh congratulations it's ign GameSpot, or no GameSpot, ign and then us that's so funny it is so great and this is recent we were number four but now we're number three cool. i'm really proud of us um we are based here who did in you New kick York. out uh kotaku who is also really good oh, i do like kotaku. i like kotaku yeah i i think that they're one of the sites that's closest to what we're doing in terms of like tone and i guess a critique cool. you know not just like publishing like straight news hits right. all the time like we're they're a lot more um op-eddy and stuff and they have really really good writers there and they're doing really good work 
um, but we're kicking their and they asses. suck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so Polygon's really cool. I, it came to my attention when I was working at Pixelkin, which was the other site that I worked at, because they were one of the only websites that I found who was talking about like social issues in games, mm. like uh, sexism, right. big problem in the games world, in games and in the, the industry. In, I was about to say, in all of it, in, yeah. the, in the inside and the outside. In and out and all around. <laughs> um, so I always like them. Also, their color scheme is pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Is that pink? It I is, bet they don't call it pink. What's that color? It's like FF0055. Really? It's the hex code, I think. It's pink, huh? It's pink. She pink. It's very pink. She pink and purple. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, it's, I like the gradient. Yeah. From purple into sort of reddish. Yeah. I love that red, that like bright red. Anyway, mm. this, good good audio content very good. is what this is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Imagine, if you will, a purple. Not quite purple. <laughs> I notice you have ad block on. I do. You're visiting polygon.com. Yeah, what do you want me to see? What Do, uh, do you write all the ads? No. <laughs> That's how we make money, David. <laughs> Whatever, I'll pay you. I'll pay you in rosé. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so um, I loved Polygon because it felt like a website that wasn't actively ignoring what I am, which yeah. is a woman who plays video games and writes about video games. So for me to then go from this like very small website for like family gaming to one of like my dream, one of the biggest and IMO best websites that writes about games that's out there is incredible and it still feels surreal to me and on some level undeserved even though again by all accounts I have succeeded while I'm there so I think for me they're still they weren't the number three video game website when you started exactly so coincidence I think not <laughs> the evidence all points to <laughs> Simone de Rochefort there's only one thing that's changed in all that time <laughs> And it's me, bitches. <laughs> um, so I, I do think that there is like a level of um, imposter syndrome that I feel. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I was going to ask about a bit of bit which of is why it's hard to say. Complex. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. successful. But you are. So but I am. Get over it. Thank you. I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm and working on it. What take me through? Which what should what's your sort of day to day? Was being a especially being a senior video producer. What does that entail? Do you just pick up a camera and go? So what it entails right now for me, um, the the big life event that has happened between the last time I talked to you and now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, it happened right, right. But the last time As I talked we were to meeting. you, I, I saw you when I saw you perform Hamlet, mm-hmm. and I told you I'm going out to LA to do oh, this right. thing. Um, my boss is about to have a baby. Guess what happened the day after that? Your boss had the baby? My boss had the baby. Whoa. And I'm the boss now. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Cool. So right now, my day-to-day is going to 10,000 meetings. Mm. Um, mm. Yum. Yeah. You know what, though? I fucking love it. Meetings can be good. I love meetings. <laughs> I love it because I tell. get to... Oh, I'm trying not to tell anyone. Turn off that audio. When I go to the meetings, one... I learn about what everyone else is doing. Great. It's like gossip, except it's about work and being productive. Uh-huh. Two. Professional I gossip. Go to, yeah, professional gossip about everything. Uh, two, when I go to the meetings, I'm, I'm making three with my fingers, but I mean two. <laughs> I go to the meetings, and then shit gets done. Because mm-hmm. I figure things out by talking is something that I have learned recently. Great. 
maybe to the consternation of my coworkers, I was in this leadership course, um, and they were talking about, you know, the your ENFPs, your INFJs, mm-hmm, et cetera, mm-hmm, et cetera, mm-hmm. which I know has been like debunked in a way, but they were still using that as a way of like I feel like I got debunked and rebunked and yeah. all over. My my position on that is the same way that I feel about astrology, which is just like it's fun. It's and fun. It makes you think about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's introspective. Yeah. And it's not the Bible. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. Yeah. It's up for interpretation. It is what you um, make of it. Exactly. Much like the Bible. Um, one of the things I learned in that was, well, they were talking about traits of introverts and extroverts, which again, I think are kind of fake, but useful. And one of the traits of extroverts was talking through problems instead of thinking about them, like needing silence to think about a problem or needing to say things out loud. And immediately I noticed that like I was in a meeting and I was searching in our Google drive for a document that I needed. And as I was typing in the name of the document in the search bar, my stupid mouth was like, hey, Clayton, where's this document? And it's like, okay, I, I see. That's, that's me. Uh-huh. I need to say things out loud to process them. And maybe in that case, I probably should have just shut up and found the document. But um, that's kind of why I love meetings is because I get to go in, I get to talk through all these problems and people have to sit there and talk through them with me. And figure it out. Yes. Great. That was two. Was there a third? No. That's a good two. It's a good two. Talking, I, 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 um, I was at, I went, oh my, oh my God, speaking of talking, I just forgot how. Um, <laughs> I was at therapy yesterday and we were talking about talking and oh about God, yeah. how um, in recording a podcast and in therapy, I approach them similarly from a vocal perspective in that I know I only have this amount of time, I have 45 minutes in both cases, to like create and generate and do as much as possible, right? Talk about discussion and conversation in podcast creating content and talking about therapy and figuring out my problems in therapy and he was like that's really interesting that you like come to both of them with the same attitude and i was like don't don't <laughs> don't read into it i just i'm not hey, like now, i'm not I'm performing <laughs> here i just like i gotta i gotta talk and figure it out like uh, if I, I can sit is and it like think a puzzle it, to you well, i love puzzles way. puzzles are great it's mostly just about like time management there is a time yeah. to sit and think about things and then therapy and then a podcast is not one of them if someone asked me a question on a podcast and i was like let <laughs> me think about that that'd be the worst that's so interesting because i i have um if i have to think about something e- even in therapy like she'll ask me a question and I'm like shit I don't know the answer to this I have to think about it the longer I'm sitting there in silence like trying to find the answer the more my brain will go you need to come up with an answer what are you doing you're thinking you have and it it just like I will stop Mm. the brain doesn't go the brain don't go (laughs) brain don't go yeah sometimes the brain don't go that's and that's my when I when I pause in therapy I'll think about like five different things yeah and then my therapist will go like it seems like you had a thought there and I'll be like which one like what do you want right now that's why I have to just go yeah (laughs) so do you then do you end up do you end up talking through those things verbally with them or do you do you like choose one of the the immediate thoughts and I usually talk about which one I think was the most important i'm having an interesting relationship with therapy yeah i've been in this is my first time in therapy in new york 
this is my first time in therapy. You know, I went to therapy in college for two years and then mm-hmm. stopped and then didn't go again until six, seven months ago when I started with yeah. this one. And it's not what I thought it would be. And a lot of times when I'm not talking, I'm going, ask me something. Tell me something. Do you, it's your turn now. Do something. <laughs> so like, let's, let's move on. I don't, I don't. And I'm like, that's not productive, but like. It's just like nothing else can happen in that moment. I'm not like, let me use this time to think about when I was a child. Yeah. And my foot fell off. Um, <laughs> how do we get on that? Oh, I we're, did it. That was my thing. Because you were talking about being the boss and it's great and it's wonderful. Talking and thinking. That's and what talking we were talking and thinking. about. And you make, you make videos. <laughs> yes. You make such great, great Thank you. videos about where's, where's the real Spider-Man in New really? York. And how come pinball machines are bad? Oh, they're evil. And Turn children into zombies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As do video games, frankly. Frankly. Honestly. If we're... This you is heard a safe here. space, right? This is... We can say video games, they're just bad. They're just bad. They're just bad. They're full of math, mm-hmm. and they're not for girls. That's true. And... That's true. <laughs> no, I hate it. I don't want to joke about it anymore. <laughs> joke canceled. Actually, we're canceled. Uh, everything's canceled. This has been Dress for the Podcast You Want. We're canceled. Yeah. Um, and so, all right, let's talk about this. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the um, the upside. So let's talk about this, right? You and I met because I was doing Drunk Shakespeare, and I was drunk, <laughs> and I have like two minutes in the middle of a play where I can just like do whatever I want, like talk about whatever and like do whatever. And I saw you and I was like, I recognize you. Like, who are you? What do, do we know each other? Do we, do we date in a past life? Like what is going on? And afterwards you realized, um, maybe you know me from, from, from online, from Twitter and, and Polygon and stuff. And I was like, that's exactly why. Yeah. Um, and does that happen a lot? Sometimes, not as often as I not as often as like that. Like that was a very dramatic. That was probably the most dramatic moment. Oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. quite literally. We were in a theater. We were in a theater. Um, that was definitely the most dramatic time it's happened. Usually if I get recognized, it's like like one day I got on the subway and it was really crowded and I was wearing my commuter face and listening to my music and I went up to grab the bar and the guy who like a guy like moved aside slightly to let me grab the bar and looked down and looked up. And looked down again and was like, "You're are you Simone from Polygon?" And I was like, "Yeah." How did you look down? You're so tall. He was even taller. Must have been very tall he man. He was so tall. Okay. Um, and but then I had to be like, "Good, this has happened. I'm going to put my." Uh, was oh that the no. first time? It was. Or no, you, you know, were just actually, saying, "Oh, it's happened," and now I have to. That might have been the first time I was recognized on the subway. Nice. Actually, yeah, yeah. And again, this isn't something that happens often. It's happened like two or three times in the three years since I've worked at Polygon mm-hmm. um, happens more when I go to events like um, for sure professional events and stuff. Um, it's really, it's, it's interesting. What happens to you when that happens? Uh, I uh, stand up straighter. Oh. I start smiling oh. uh, <laughs> and I, I, I become very engaged engagement on interesting. Um, Cause there's this, I, I, there's this sense of, um, and this is going to come out slightly negative, I guess. Cool. Like when I'm on the subway and it, I get recognized, there is this sense of like, ah, surveillance is happening. Where like I I feel, oh, I, I better behave myself. Oh, I better okay. be my best self. 
is that is that once you've been seen, it's that feeling, or is it the realization that like because you've been seen, you have been seen, right? Like it's, it's kind of both. It's that time when you go like, oh god, was I picking my nose? I was I, I was picking, picking my, my nose, nose on the set? It was Wednesday, probably. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wednesday's nose picking day. <laughs> yep. Uh, for all of us, really. Um, that's why you never ride the subway. New, real New Yorkers, no, you don't go on the subway on a Wednesday because everyone in there is like, um, <laughs> usually I forget it. Usually I mean, I should have just put it out of my head. But if I am like recognized on the subway, then it's the sense of like, boy, what was I doing with my face when that person recognized me? I was probably looking really angry. I always feel like I'm making a bad face when somebody sees me, when anybody sees me, whether they recognize me or yes. not. Uh, there was, there was a, and you are. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am or one is? One. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I no, thought you meant like. I meant you. Okay. Fine. Good to know. A friendly, a friendly. Don't jab me. Okay. Don't you jab me. I read you. I unjab. Um, <laughs> I unjab. Uh, yeah, that was that was that was especially when I was single in New York was yeah. was I was anytime I would see someone I would find attractive I would be like I was I was making a bad face. Yeah. I was going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you been recognized on the subway? Uh yeah. Every nice. once in a while I'll yeah. I'll get I'll get things. It's usually drunk Shakespeare now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's been all sorts of stuff. I've been I've I've because I've been an actor for so long uh there will just like just uh, it's a numbers game where eventually someone will be like oh i saw this show you were in or like oh i saw a show you directed or like hamilton dead does a little bit but drunk shakespeare is the big one and drunk shakespeare will happen like uh the best is when we're done with the show and i get on the train and someone who just saw the show is there no and they're also on the train and i'm like Hi. Hey, I'm really drunk. Actually, it's oh no, that not never happens. When I'm drunk, they send me home in an Uber. Oh, okay. No, and that'd be great That's if I were good. drunk. Oh I my saw god, someone, I'm so glad If I were on the you. subway and I was drunk, and someone came up to me and was like, "I just saw you the show," I'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" As yeah. as evidenced by how I interacted with you. Like, yeah, you were yeah. very like cheery. Very and then friendly. the next day, you sent me an apologetic email. Oh, did I? Good. That sounds that sounds about right. <laughs> I was like, right. no, you were actually fine. Like you were very friendly, but not in a you know overbearing or creepy way. Good. But how do you feel? when when you get recognized because i'm gonna show my hand here i was just listening to the episode with megan um Mm -hmm. where you did talk about how you want to be recognized on the subway you Mm want to be seen and be famous so how how is that moment for you when you're seen there's definitely a dichotomy right there's 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 because i i love it i do love it and i want it to happen uh and so much of that right part of that's ego part of it's just i do love talking to people and i really love talking to strangers i have this Mm -hmm. like puppy syndrome where like I love first dates and I love first impressions and I love like getting to know someone for the first time and just being like look at all this new stuff I'm learning all this new stuff about a person um but then I think that bumps up against I feel unprepared mm-hmm. when I meet someone uh, when like when someone recognizes me like that um and I hate feeling unprepared I hate going into meetings where I don't know what the subject is, or like I don't know what the itinerary is. Oh, I and hate someone's not just knowing. like, Ugh. let's 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 talk right now. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> You're gonna um, kill me, probably. I, right? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a yeah. maybe it's just a people are scary kind of thing. Um It's like when when someone texts you, we need to talk. Like, ugh, don't fucking do that. Don't everyone should my know better. Mother Mom does that all, all the time. time. And now call she call me, period. What? Why? What do you mean? Who died? Call you period? Who's sick? Why? Why? Call me. That's hey, not your hey, name? Ca- hey, call me. Hey, I want to talk to you. None of it. It's all bad. I was trying to think of yeah. solutions. It's no. all bad. 
the solution is give me a call i want to talk about blank yes except like then the fill-in could be very bad because if it's like your bank account i would be like (gasps) (laughs) i want to talk about your grandmother (laughs) there's safe topics anyway i want to go back to that idea of like enjoying the recognition because i i also feel that way yeah there's there is this part of me this ego or whatever what have you that really really does like it like as much anxiety as it also gives me i do very much enjoy it and i think you made a point in that episode that it's kind of a dirty thing to admit that Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's very true and i think there's a because we have a lot of like negative models for attention seeking in our culture. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, yeah. And there's a part of me that questions like, okay, but why do I want and enjoy all of this attention that I get on the internet and in person? Like, why is this enjoyable for me? And Let I me go ask through you like, this. yeah. Why do you want and enjoy all that attention oh, that boy. you get on the internet? <laughs> why do you enjoy it? Why do I enjoy it? I, you know, I should have examined that more in myself. Well, you can either examine it now with silence or you can examine it now with words. And I give you that By agency. pooping words out of my mouth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, those are, I think, your options. I think, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I have enjoyed, like, performing and... um I was the the good kid in my family, so I got like positive attention there. Um, I'm a huge teacher's pet, so I honestly, yep, yep, that's me, uh, shamelessly. So, I I do think it's kind of an extension of that where I like to be liked. Great, and I hate it when people don't like me. Mm-hmm. But um, because the attention I get is definitely majority positive, and I'm very, very, very lucky that that is the case, um, it it does become it it becomes a thing where like okay, I'd like to be liked, so this is great. But also an obsession where it's like oh, I like to be liked, so I want to keep putting my energy into this so that people will continue to like me at the level that they do now, which I think is not necessarily the way that I should be approaching it from. Mm. Um, but it is it is true. I do like to be liked. You don't think should be based on what what people like what other people think is important or based on what you think is important or like you know, it's it's yeah. such a, it's such a tricky thing. Like if if trying to make yourself happy makes you happy, then mm-hmm. great, right? If trying to make yourself happy makes yourself miserable, but that's one thing. Yeah. But if you have the avenue to make yourself happy and you're like, I'm gonna walk this path and yeah. it's gonna make me happy. Like that's great, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it is true, but then I think to be to be likable um is I think different from being like like you you can get attention. You can be a famous person online or semi-famous, mm-hmm. but to be a likable person for is sure. something very specific and for there's sure. a very narrow path you have to walk there. Mm. And for that reason, like I am pretty careful and i have like slipped up in the past um but i i've been pretty careful about like what i say and how i behave online Mm -hmm. um and i don't necessarily think that that is a bad thing because 
I don't think that the world at large ever deserves to see your entire person. Like a, a policy that I have is I don't tweet if I'm sad or upset about something. Interesting. Yeah, because I don't want to – I don't think – well, okay. Ooh, so many multiple facets. For one, I have like 37,000 Twitter followers. Right. And for me as a person with a lot of followers to say like, oh God, I feel like shit today. Feels like I am taking advantage of their attention. 39, that is 000. on me. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> 39,000. Damn it. Oh God. <laughs> Scary. Um, it, it feels like I... I, I I can put that out there yeah. and I will have hundreds of people saying, you're great. I love you. Feel better soon. I don't think that's fair for me to like put that emotional burden on them. Okay. I think I want, I should save that for my friends. Um, and then the flip side of that is that it is creating a persona for myself. Exactly. The flip side of that yep. is only presenting positivity, yes. which, which. And then is when unrealistic. I become a full person who yeah. makes mistakes or has anger or sadness, it's going to be confusing and unusual. Interesting. So, like when this podcast comes out. <laughs> this podcast is going to be confusing? No, Have no. Have you been angry? So, I've been Seething. serious this whole This is time. my mad voice. That's my, that's my mad laugh. <laughs> oh, God. Could you imagine if that were the case? I'm just, I'm furious all the time. Um, um, so does it, I mean, this is not a loaded question in any yeah. way. Do, like, does, in your mind and in your interpretation of that, does that verge into dishonesty? Or is it more about... Um, like culturing, like what, what, what? Hmm. I don't think it's dishonesty because right. I think we do present different faces of ourselves to everyone we talk to. Absolutely, I think it's more about curation. Uh, that was what I meant when I said yeah. culturing. I meant curating. But <laughs> my brain don't work so good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it were like, oh, if I were like some kind of secret, like pro-life person i think that would be dishonesty hmm. because uh, sorry this is just on my mind right now because as we're recording this like of course it is georgia and alabama yes. have banned abortion um which is shitty and that is a political statement that i will make i'm comfortable with that That makes people with uteruses unsafe in yes. those states um and everyone is sad everyone doesn't no one benefits by that um i think that if i <laughs> put that out there but then we're secretly pro-life that would be dishonesty that would absolutely be dishonest and oh. if i were saying mm -hmm. like i'm never sad i'm always happy that would be dishonesty right. but simply like eliding those moments like staying offline in those moments i don't think it's dishonest i think it's curation interesting can we talk about your personal life you can say no. I realized. What are you going to ask? Well, I really just realized in the past couple of episodes, I haven't talked about it a lot with people. And that's something we used Ooh. to talk about a lot is that success means a lot of things. And it, and, and I think the easiest two categories are personal and professional. Oh, I think yeah. it's a lot easier. Well, and I think it depends. Some people don't. Some people I've had on the show who have been like, do you think you're successful? And they've said yes or no, because I have a family and I have, you know, oh, this and that. Yeah. And like, that was the first thing that came to their mind where for me, successful is immediately like professional always and i am exactly the same way for me success is entirely based on like where i am in my work and am i producing because again we are all servants of capitalism <laughs> <laughs> am i producing today i get up and i look oh, in the mirror no. and i say what am i going to produce today oh my god uh, and what that's why i'm the senior producer yeah. <laughs> i produce the most i don't produce the most i produce probably the least but I do like organizing things. Anyway, yeah, we can talk about my personal life. How's your personal life? It's actually good. Is it successful? 
I think I think it could be more successful. How? I think I want to be better about making time for my friends. Got to schedule it. Got to literally, I put it in my calendar the same way I put it in work. Yep. Right? You have to. Yeah, have to. Absolutely. And I think since when I moved here, I moved like, I have had a very close group of friends since middle school and high school back in Washington. Wow. Um, and they've always been there, whether online or perhaps living with me as roommates or very close. So when I moved here... I I realized in retrospect, I treated friendship as this thing that is easy to get, mm. easy to have, like, and you don't have to maintain it. It it maintains itself because I mean, when you've known someone since middle school, your habits of talking to them are kind of ingrained. Like you you are maintaining it, but it doesn't feel like maintaining because you've always been maintaining it. So for me, I since I moved here, I've kind of hopped around like I've, I've made my way through several groups of friends like a, a serial friendship person sure um and i don't want to do that anymore okay <laughs> i want to have like perma friends that's so interesting <laughs> i think i think i think i agree and i think yeah. like that's such a I've, I've always categorized it as the mark of real good friendship is that it doesn't take maintaining you can just pick back up where you mm. left off right i have friends that i had in high school and I would go away to college and I would come back two years later and be like, let's hang out. And we'd hang out and it would be like nothing had ever changed. And are you, are you saying that, that I do think that's a good friendship though. I, but that's not what's happening now. I think it's, it can be different when you live in the same place. And if you are for, like me, a flake, New York's also hard. New York is hard, but it, it was situations where like, I would get invited to things and I love to be invited to things like never stop inviting me to things because I always appreciate it. But I would like forget to go or put off going and like show up late or um, just cancel or say like, "Uh, I don't know, Um, because I also really like staying in my apartment (laughs) because I'm Could you have your birthday party uh, here in my PJs? right now please yeah exactly that kind of thing um except i had a birthday alone this year because i didn't want to organize anything you had a birthday alone this year yeah what was your birthday it was great i went to a play in uh my birthday's in september and i purposefully because i didn't want to organize anything I, I did not want to like go to a dinner or have people in my house and like with all the pressure of like needing to entertain them so i purposefully bought expensive tickets <laughs> To a show, and I said, "This is the show I'm going to. If you want to come, come. Oh. But you're gonna spend a hundred dollars to what hang out with me." It? it was, um, oh god, it was one of the. It was an interactive show uh, in the village, and it was Whoa. not very good. Um, oh, then don't tell me what it was. Yeah, oh, <laughs> um, and you were like, "You can come join me, but you won't." Yeah, I had a good time. Um, it was actually like a very good day. Did you want someone else to organize something for you, or did you just want to have it alone? I th- I think I I did just want to have it alone at that point. Cool. Um, yeah, it, it felt like the right thing to do, and that's kind of, that was kind of like outside of what I'm talking about now, which is like me not putting in the effort so so what i what i when i'm talking about like skipping all those events and stuff what i realized is that i had not gone to enough things Mm. so that oh it was Mm -hmm. i 
basically walked out of you know right, the participating in there. a friendship yeah exactly it couldn't, it couldn't maintain itself because yeah. there was nothing to yeah yeah it was like i i assumed that it was you know a whole and present friendship but i had not put in the work to found it where like you and your friends back in kentucky you you did that work sure. you became friends with them years ago yeah. so and then you moved away but now you can always go back and like have that connection and it doesn't rely on like i'm gonna come out to brooklyn and hang out with you on a tuesday night i don't know anyway (laughs) um so i realize i i do at this point in my life need to pick people that i like and then put in the effort to see them and grow those relationships and then we will be good friends and it's not that I, i do have good friends i have friends that i love and adore um, but I am still trying to be better about being a presence in their lives for sure, and not forgetting that they exist. You have a very lovely roommate. <laughs> you have a very lovely work colleagues. Yes. Like very funny. I do. Talented people. So they are good to have yeah. them around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't be a dick. I say to myself. Well, that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Because our next and last question, as we sort of wrap up, is um, what's your advice? Ooh. Thank you. I'm going to talk myself into an answer Great. <laughs> as we discuss. <laughs> the magic of podcasting, or you can pause and think, and we can delete the pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my brain will freeze if I stop talking. <laughs> Great. Let's talk. Then. What's your advice? I mean, about success, right? Whether it's to achieve the kind of success you have or to achieve the kind of success that you want. My advice about success is that if if you're not happy with what you're doing, there's probably something that can or should change. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, especially in the arts, um, people get very focused on like, this is what I have to do to make this work. And I'm, I, I have to suffer for this. And Eventually, I will come out the other side. I I do think generally, if if something is making you miserable, there is like maybe you have to think very very hard to figure out what can change about your lifestyle. But I do think that there is something that can give or um, another path you can take. And in my experience, my extremely lucky lucky experience, it will be okay someday. Sure. <laughs> I I tend to go through life with the feeling that probably nothing can go so wrong that I will lose everything. Mm-hmm. Probably. It's probably all going to be fine. Bad things might happen, but they are not going to destroy me or destroy everything that I have worked for. So it's going to be fine. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. It's also good advice for traveling. Miss a train? Oh well. There will be more trains. There will be more. Oh my You're goodness! Fine. This oh is God. an She's adventure. not here right now, and maybe she won't. Maybe she'll listen to it. Maybe she won't. Like that's the biggest difference between Megan and I. Is oh, that's no. that's how I approach everything. It's just like yeah. it's okay. Like maybe I'll get mad, and if I will, it's very it's very brief, and mm-hmm. then I'm I'm over it. But like she she loves to be mad. She loves to like her anger gives her uh, power fuel. Yeah. yeah. That. That's interesting. It is very interesting. I wish you were here to talk about it. Yeah, shoot. I want to talk about that. We'll have you back on. It'll be fun. Yeah, because I want to, I mean, as two chill people, I think we can't like 
we can't judge and we also can't understand that perspective without hearing from that I can, perspective. I can judge. Sure. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're her fiance. I'm you allowed, can judge. I'm allowed to judge. I don't know her very well, so I'm not allowed to judge. <laughs> all right, fine. Don't judge her. I'm not judging her. <laughs> um, all right, that's about it. I'm going to say the stuff that I say and then we'll be done. And all the stuff is... Thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast You Want. My name is David Andrew Laws. My guest today has been Simone de Rochefort. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Nice. I've been nervous about saying it all day because I didn't know quite how French to say it. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to our network, Dimly Wit. You can go to dimlywit.com to hear this podcast as well as others like uh, Bad Examples with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano. The Dullest People Alive, Breadfruit Juice, Shorts, Standby. God, it's just so many things now. I should make a list. I should be better at my job. <laughs> uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Thank you to Laura St. Pierre and Patrick Marin, our beautiful, sensual uh, donors. And and that's it. That's the whole thing. How do you end your podcasts? Because I don't know how to end them yet. We have uh, phrases. So for Rocket, I say, thanks for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. Oh. And for Polygon, I say, this has been the Polygon show. And that's it? Yep. And then like a music do? Like a, mu- like a little sting? the music do. All right. Doop, 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 doop. I'll come up with a catchphrase. What should it be? Uh, this has been Dress for the Podcast You Want. Time to take it all off. Oh. That's for our. That's for our. <laughs> that's for your sexy donors. <laughs> well, that's for our after hours podcast. Undress for the podcast you want, <laughs> which I think I've officially joked about three times now, which means we have to do it. Um, Time to zip it up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm successful. Bye. Hosted on dimlywit.com.